0: Welcome to Classroom Conversations, the platform for Georgia's teachers. Classroom Conversations is presented by the Georgia Department of Education in partnership with Georgia Public Broadcasting. I'm Ashley Mingwasser. What am I doing here? Playing my part, of course, the part of podcast host. All the world's a stage, Shakespeare told us, and all the men and women merely players. If I've learned anything in my career in the media, it's that you can't stymie the theatrical. We are enamored with theater as a culture. And in the realm of education, this is very relevant to our teacher listeners. Gail Godwin, American novelist, writer of short stories and college lecturer said, good teaching is one fourth preparation and three fourths pure theater. It's all in the delivery. And that's where the major dramatic question driving our episode comes in. What things can we learn from theater class? Right now, my character's motivation is to introduce you to our lead, Lee. Lee Powell is the theater teacher at Bainbridge High School in Decatur County, where she's been an instructor for six years now. The stage is set, the curtain rises, eyes and ears fixate on our protagonist because now the scene unfolds. Welcome, Lee.
1: Thank you so much. Very cool intro, by the way. <laughs> thank Actually, thank you. you for that. <laughs> you know, we've got to
0: make it dramatic I with love you it. here, of course. How are you doing? <laughs> so well,
1: and thank you so much for for having us, having me here today. Um, I also want to thank Dr. April Aldridge before I forget, because she is awesome for for putting me up, putting me up to this.
0: Uh, This is a really cool opportunity. I hope you don't regret it by the end of it. Oh, definitely not. But you won't. It's about (laughs) time we had some theater peeps (laughs) up in here. How long have you been at the helm of your your theater program at Bainbridge? So I've taught for six years now at
1: at Bainbridge High School. I have been in my county position as a performing arts teacher for 10. So this is lucky number 10. Lucky number 10. Mm -hmm. How did you get into teaching in the first place? Well, I went to school at Florida State as a music education major, and I didn't have any prospects of of being involved in theater at all, actually. I am a choral music education major, so I was going into finding a job in music somewhere, and luckily enough, when I wanted to start looking at jobs, I found one back at home where I was going to become an elementary music teacher, and... I fell in love with the elementary world, but I also wanted a little bit more of a challenge, not that elementary teachers. A different kind yes, of challenge. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> um, I applaud elementary teachers every day. Music teachers, um, classroom education teachers, just elementary teachers are, I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Four <laughs> years and I was like, I am so happy to have found my high school job. Um But that's where I feel like I have made the biggest impact in our county by starting the theater program. When I was an elementary teacher, I had uh, two years there where I was like, let's try to do something fun with the kids and do a musical. And so we performed uh, two different musicals through the last two years I was there. And that's when my superintendent kind of looked at what I was doing and, and saw that we didn't have that currently at our ah, high school. something was missing. Oh, yeah. And so in his brain, the cog started turning and he definitely helped us get our feet off the ground with it was that.
0: It time to don a theater program. Yes, Absolutely. finally. Yes. Well, you must mm-hmm. have been a student of theater at some point, right? Because you you just, you're effusively theatrical in a beautiful way, Lee. you got your iridescent dress on Thank and you. a wonderful presentation and smile. <laughs> you know, um,
1: okay, so let's see. I really did some community theater whenever I was growing up, especially as a young, you know, middle school into high school kid. I did not have the opportunity to do high school theater right, because, because there wasn't a program and I went back to where I went to school and so full circle That's right exactly it's really it's been kind of one of the most rewarding parts of the job for me is to have created the thing that I needed whenever I was in school and um I got a lot out of the chorus program that I participated with I also worked with the band too whenever I also was in high school but having this extra place where I could find friends with, you know, common mindsets of loving musical theater or just loving theater in general, loving the stage, that was the thing that I would have really latched
0: onto. So... Had it been available. Right. Well, exactly. now you're making it available to the next generation. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Just to get a little more understanding into what you love about theater, mm-hmm. your personal preferences, as it were, what's your favorite musical? Oh, man. Okay. So... I've
1: thought about this a lot, and I feel like Favorite is very um, narrowing, you know, narrowing. I'm going to give you two. Um, So I feel like the Guilty Pleasure musical— that a lot of people probably have is is wicked. I feel like that's oh, yes, one that that's most one of people mine. Will, absolutely at least can kind of relate to. Um, we I've should seen it.
0: spend the whole episode singing that.
1: I think we can <laughs> cover the me. voice mm,
0: parts. Don't tell me, <laughs> uh,
1: but no. And I I've seen it maybe six times, and so that's what? yeah. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> but um, going back to like childhood days, and um, you know what I would watch is like a I don't know a comfort. Musical whenever I was at home with my mom uh, Would be Cinderella Rogers and Hammerstein's like very Very much a classic Um, Any Rogers and Hammerstein is is Classic to me but Cinderella specifically Watching the Leslie and Warren and Also the Julie Andrews and then Eventually the Brandy Whitney version of That musical being you know uh, uh, Transformed uh, into Different stagings is uh, Really something that I just Fell in love with and it was one of the first spring musicals that I did whenever I started. Look at so, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a
0: personal connection. That's right. Mm-hmm. When I was in school, I did do the theater thing. Loved it. <laughs> we did Nonsense, which Fun. is, I was Sister Amnesia. <laughs> one of my favorites. Such a good time. Yeah. Into the Woods, of course. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. of those. We did Grease. Yes. Frenchie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites I haven't been in, but I took my mom to see it at the Fox years ago, apart from Wicked, which was amazing in New York, was Mama Mia. Because oh Because if gosh. you appreciate the music of ABBA, that's a great time. Oh, yeah. And everybody's seen the film, but people need to see the musical. <laughs> they do. They do. If you had oh, to pick well. a musical number that describes your life, can you think of one? Oh, my gosh. This um, one's totally impromptu because oh, wow. I just needed to know.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, a musical number. Wow. Um, can we choose? <laughs> sure. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to pick one that's not from one of the two music Musicals that I just just rambled off to you. Um, Why not? If it fits, it fits. That's It's the shoe fashion. fits in Cinderella fashion. Okay, then maybe. Um, mm, no. Okay, so here's what I th- I think it's gonna be. My shot from Hamilton. Oh. Um, I'm not throwing away my shot. And you know, that, now that I'm like taking that in, yeah, that's a good choice. I just, just got chills. <laughs> just because, um, in a way, like especially with building this theater program. Sometimes you just have to take it. Sometimes yeah. you just have to roll with the
0: punches and go with it. You know? Take and that so, shot. Mm-hmm,
1: that's right. What a
0: good one. <laughs> is there any nightmare show that you just had bad experiences with and you will never teach again? <laughs>
1: I, I don't know if I'd call it a nightmare show. Um, so <laughs> but there are we, challenges. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as someone who is more musically inclined, I tried to do our first straight play as a one act back in like twenty 20- 2018 I would say now our area was also hit with Hurricane Michael at the time And so <sighs> our students were out of school for two weeks and that was two weeks that we didn't have time to rehearse um, And we <laughs> we were putting on the Brothers Grimm Spectacular oh, Don Zolaitis. I love it. I think it's very funny. It takes a, a quippy little spin on all of the Grimm's brothers character characters fairy tale characters and um I wouldn't
0: call it a nightmare. That's not what I'm thinking. It was just a grim experience. (laughs)
1: There it is. (laughs) I think losing that rehearsal time, you know, really uh, was not great for us. However, I will say the kids prevailed. They did such a great job with that. Yeah, and they... Yeah, they were ready to get back in school, and, and if nothing else, just to put on an
0: awesome show. So that was really external factors. Yes, and you know, what, <laughs> not even the show itself. What theater right? teacher is going to call any beautiful piece of theatrical art a nightmare? Never. That's it. See, you pass that test. There Good job, go. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> is theater for every student? Why or why not? I definitely think it is for every student. Um, uh, I'll give you an example.
1: So we just wrapped on Shrek the musical. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I've had a student that has worked in crew for the past four years now. And she is just a wonderful beam of light in, in what we do. She always comes to class prepared. And she's just as prepared backstage as any member of the crew would be. She's been stage manager for, you know, three years now, which is good. Um, But she wanted to try her stint on stage. Is that right? And she has very, um, we'll call it performance anxiety, uh, where she just was terrified to step in front of an audience. And (laughs) she wanted to play the role of the gingerbread man. Right. So, (laughs) right, because in Shrek, that's what, that's one of the really cute roles in that show. And we told her, we were like, if you want to play the role, if you earn the role, which she did. She had a wonderful audition. Look at that. I know. Um, we will make this accommodation for you where you can come dressed as the executioner and be mic'd up and be ready to go and you will have a Gingy puppet that you can use as Gingy. But her face was covered. No one knew who she was because she was completely incognito.
0: Look at that. But that
1: really helped her get over that that performance anxiety, and And I think that kind of boosted her confidence a lot because I don't think she could have or would have wanted to be on stage by herself like that. Right. Had it not been for those little special things that we did for her. You
0: accommodated that need mm-hmm. and now she has a stage performance under her belt. Oh,
1: yeah. She's ready for our next set of auditions, which is great. So <laughs> What great. a success
0: story, Lee. Yeah, That's yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. What is your next show as a class that you're undertaking?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, so we're doing Chicago
0: Teen Edition. I love Chicago. I yes. do,
1: too. Uh, it's one of my favorites, one that I've always wanted to perform in, surprisingly. So I'm excited to see what the kids bring
0: to the table with that too. Excellent. Have you guys received any special awards or distinctions as a young
1: theater troupe? Yes. Okay. So actually this is our first year that we've competed in our one act play competition through GHSA where we won the region. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And it has been a long time coming. We've, you know, tried to this is the sixth year now, because I've tried it ever since I've been there. Um, and they have come in second place twice now. <laughs> so it was like, oh, we were ready. We were hungry. Forever second place.
0: <laughs> hungry for that trophy, yes. Well, now you drank the Kool-Aid at Region. You probably want to go. That's right. State.
1: Yeah, and we, we we attended State two, three, maybe four weeks ago. I don't really remember now. Time is like its own thing. Um, but, uh, yes, they had a great time just seeing other competitive programs From all over. Um, It's nice to know that there are other schools out there that also really love what we do, too.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. that lays the foundation for their next win, just to kind of have that exposure. What do you feel is the role of theater in the public school setting? Why is it important in public schools? You know, I've
1: thought about this a lot. And I think the reason why I'm so drawn into the theater world is that we can have discussions about content that we teach in the classroom that other teachers may not get to talk with their students about. I know, especially when we're talking about like character analysis or script analysis and we have to discover what is this person thinking at this moment in time, it's a great moment to just get the kids perspective on what if they feel like this or what happens if this happens to this character. And giving them that reflective time to kind of delve into their own feelings on how they feel about certain situations that they may read about or that they may be experiencing. And really just, I guess, being able to understand their own feelings about how they want to, I guess be understood as a human being or how they come across as a human being. How they being, relate to others. How they relate to others is is kind of one of those things that's like an unwritten part of the curriculum.
0: You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that character analysis and the plot analysis leads to self-reflection. Yes, Which definitely. is a beautiful thing about mm-hmm. theater. What does your program mean to you personally? We know you instituted it, so right. you've got some some skin in the game. Right. But what about the fulfillment you receive from it and the impact that you're noticing?
1: Yeah, and I, I think I, I kind of talked a little bit on this before, where, you know, it's it's kind of the program that I wanted to be in when I was in school. And so I just wanted to create the program that others find their niche in, mm-hmm. find, others find their spot in, because whether they're on stage or backstage or working front of house or doing promo with advertisements and, and programs and that kind of thing, there's a place for for other students in theater. And you know hopefully i feel like it's really now starting to take off where we have so many students that are just interested in different little aspects of the job and the job that is theater because that's the the point is that eventually giving them like workplace um qualities about themselves are things that they
0: can learn in theater too. That's right. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I know you told me on the phone that beyond just addressing the standards in your classroom, Mm -hmm. which is paramount, you also have probably other goals and missions with your theater program. Tell me about what is your kind of main goal or driving force behind doing (laughs) what you do?
1: Yeah, I, I think one of the main things that I want to instill in the students is just to try. A lot of times I'll see that students have it in their head already made up that like so and so is going to get this role. I don't even need to go out for it. That's true. And it's 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 kind of sad just to watch their whole little process be like, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm not even going to try if I know that so and so is going to get it. And I love going into an audition process and seeing someone shock me. Yes, someone that I've already watched like multiple times just do their own thing and then they show up at an audition and do something completely different mm-hmm. because they just try. That's the point, I think, is I really want my students to understand that there's nothing wrong and there's no failure if you just give yourself the opportunity to try.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And the cool thing about auditions, if they're still the way they used to be when I was auditioning, is you could audition for something, not get the part you want, but lands in a way cooler, better, perfect for you role mm-hmm. because the theater director, the you, is looking for that perfect you were made for this moment. That's true. Fit. Yeah, that's so true. That's so exciting. What is your process for selecting your whole season of shows, and, and why do you do it the way you do?
1: I, <laughs> I feel like it's based on a couple different things. Uh, one, I really would like for the the students that I have in that certain time frame to kind of fit what we need for mm-hmm. the show's requirements of casting. Um, so, for example, this season, we have a rock star class of senior girls. I have maybe like 13 to 15 really, really great senior girls. Um, not that my senior boys aren't great, too, but <laughs> I i mean, they're a lot of them are triple threats where they are all dancers, singers, actresses. And and I wanted To find shows that showcased a lot of that. Those talents. That's right. Um, So our casting this season for our one-act play was for the show, the straight play, Little Women, mainly because we wanted to try a straight play that was also a little dramatic, but still a little comfortable for those who have you know, known the novel and and know the story a little bit. Um, So... (laughs) <laughs> I think that that really helps with the decision of the season. Also, I I also think about what our community is going to like. Ah. I try to pick a show mid-season that will appear to our younger audience members, um, specifically like our elementary middle school students, just because I, my heart's still there a little bit, too. Yeah. I, I love the elementary world. and. And I I love seeing their faces light up whenever they get to see Shrek, Shrek. Yes, that was the perfect show for them this season, too. Um, And we also did something a little different this year, too, where we've done some like workshops and and done some like readers theater activities with our students in costume, going to different schools and, and working with students like that, too. So. That's also a big deal is like, yeah. how can we get younger students excited about what we do? And so. you just
0: mentioned the part about outreach mm-hmm. and building community. How how are you structuring your theater program? What kind of activities are you doing with your students in order to bridge to the community? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my job is a little bit um
1: Difficult in the sense that, like, there is not another theater teacher in the district. You're you're the singleton, right? Right, singleton teacher. And uh, so, in some ways, I still bounce off ideas with like uh, some of our band directors. I have um, like a performing arts. Help her uh, with Joanne Moore. She, I'm just giving her a shout out because I told her I would. <laughs> and also because she deserves it because she works so, so hard. Um, but she has kind of become like a, a huge collaborator with me on theater stuff because she loves it so much. And um, I want the students to feel that they are included in what we do, even though there is not a program for them currently. Now, in the future, I would love for there to be like a middle school theater program um, or even just like different camps and workshops that, that occur throughout the year. And that may be something that I have to have a hand in and I'm good with that. But but, yeah, that's kind of the structuring process is is just kind of thinking, you know, how can my older students get involved in the theater futures of our younger kids. Yeah. Yeah. You started Mm -hmm.
0: one thing, Lee. Can't you just do two or three (laughs) others? Oh, no. Who knows? In all of your available time. I know, you know, you just had the challenge of having to create something where there was once nothing. Mm -hmm. But what other challenges do you feel like you've overcome in this process of establishing a winning theater department now with your region win? (laughs) Thank you. Um,
1: So one of the major Obstacles that we've had to kind of figure out is that we have not had a set performance space
0: on campus. Oh, no.
1: I know. Uh, So, luckily, we've had um, the opportunity to use uh, like a nearby theater. Uh, I say theater, it's like an auditorium um, at one of the college campuses nearby. Okay. Um, We've also had like a gymatorium situation where there's a stage at our middle school gym (laughs) that we've been able to utilize too. Um, And really, I'm thankful for those two spaces because I've learned, you know, how to quickly transform a a space like that and, and make it feel more like, theater, like a live production that that the students will be proud of, but also that, you know, that looks high quality. Um, And uh, (laughs) I think uh, finding finding the resources to do all that and figuring out, you know, little things here and there, where are we going to build stuff? Where are we going to paint stuff? I mean, little things like that, that's... That's probably the biggest challenge, I would say. But well, overall, yeah. we're all about mm-hmm.
0: meeting needs here, Lee. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask any teachers who are near the Bainbridge High School area in Decatur <laughs> County if you've got a space you can offer Lee's students, <laughs> please reach out to her. She needs it.
1: Well, and I will say, I feel like this question's coming up eventually, but luckily and thankfully, and, and very graciously, I'm saying this on air, um, it was approved by the members of our school board and our superintendent, that we will be having an auditorium built. There you go. Yes. This is a five-year yes. plan. Exactly. Let's just go ahead and go there. <laughs> so you're having an auditorium built. When will that be ready? So I think they're breaking ground in January of 2023. So I'm assuming two, three, maybe five years max. Let's just, you know, give it a broad span just in case, a <laughs> blanket space. Um, yes, so the auditorium will be built like right off of our Performing Arts wing, Perfect. which is beautiful. It was in the original school build plan, and it was scrapped. And so that's one of the things that they wanted to bring back and, and make sure that we have now that we have events to to put in there. But also, you know, it's a good, good space to have for, you know, meetings and, other cool events that need to happen on our campus anyway. So any
0: any quick list of items also on your vision board. Oh uh, my god. A costume. Uh, yes.
1: Always. I'm I'm very much a costume person. So I you know can tell. I <laughs> <laughs> I love um, the idea of even like the storage in this auditorium. Yes. I know that sounds very it's like important. tedious, but it is having somewhere to have like a, a designated costume space and, and props space, set space is Is going to be very appreciated, so
0: (laughs) I can't wait for that. It's truly admirable that you can make so much from so little, and I think that just shows that when you're you're harnessing skill and talent, and you Mm -hmm. have a passion for it, you can make anything happen. Yeah, thank you. What are? Let's end with some of your teaching tips for teachers from from a theater teacher's mind. Very cool. What would you offer to Georgia teachers listening?
1: Well, and and maybe this is a little. Narrowed towards theater teachers in general Or just someone who wants to start Like a theater program in their school If there's not one Because uh, I find, in, especially in our rural community Where I live, there's not a ton of theater going on But I would say Don't limit yourself or your thinking To the space that you're in Or the funds that you have currently I will say, you know Having to be resourceful And finding ways to I guess, put on these productions uh, in different spaces has has really been a challenge, but it's doable uh, if you just kind of like broaden your mindset and, and figure it out as you go. But also I would say too, theater can have its place in the science classroom, the math classroom, the English classroom, and in that same respect, thinking of ways to maybe make education for the classroom more performance-minded. I know I think a lot about, you know, we prepare, we rehearse, we perform. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always open to collaborating with teachers in my district and in my school. And I would say to teachers out there, if you're looking for someone to collaborate with and brainstorm with about different ways to help students in your classroom, reach out to your theater teacher. I feel like Especially with what we do, um, you know, helping kids with public st- public speaking <laughs> and um, I guess getting them out of their comfort zone really could be beneficial uh, if you pair it up with your theater teacher in the building. I think that that's something that, you know, can really enhance, enhance uh, get more students uh, interested in the subject matter if they know enhance. that they can. Yeah, yeah, if they can perform it and, and show it off in a way that
0: that's fun and makes sense for them. Well, that's a mantra that applies to <laughs> learning in any discipline, prepare, rehearse, perform. Right, I think yeah. teachers can write that on their boards today. <laughs> How are we preparing? When should we rehearse? Mm-hmm. What is our performance? What are we building toward? Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. And then just, I think also of the, of the really great skills like projection and articulation and, mm-hmm. um, you know, eye contact and, um all the other things that you learn in theater by being on an empty stage and having to learn how to fill an empty space with your voice, your thoughts. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a very powerful transformation for a student, right? It's so true.
1: Yes, just being able to have the not only the confidence but I guess like the 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 quality that it takes to to stand and deliver what you're trying
0: to say and get your point across. Stand and deliver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Definitely. And scene. <laughs> thank you, Lee. You bring the kind of drama we like to this podcast. Cool, did cool. you have a good time today? I did. And I, again, I'm going to
1: thank you so much for, for sitting down and chatting with me today. This My was pleasure. such a cool experience.
0: It was a good time. Well, remember <laughs> that truly nothing can upstage all that you're doing at Bainbridge. It's, it's only up from here for you. Thanks for sharing your character story today. Georgia teachers, you're a class act in every sense of the word. Every amount of light you bring to your classroom steals the show for your students every every single day. You're a great teacher. Come back next week for more Classroom Conversations. I'm Ashley, bowing out now. (music) Bye-bye. Funding for Classroom Conversations is made possible through the School Climate Transformation Grant.